Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So hello everybody and welcome to this bite-sized episode of Jolton Live. My name is Louis Mendez and on this podcast we'll look back at the Good Friday draw with Coventry City hearing from Addicts boss Carl Robertson. We'll also hear from fans at the protest march before the game, discuss the speculation surrounding the latest takeover rumours in SC7, chat to lonely goalkeeper Declan Rudd and look ahead to the Easter Monday clash with Gillingham at the Valley. So the Addicts shared a one-all draw with Coventry City at the Rico Arena on Good Friday, but only after the game was delayed by over 10 minutes as Addicts and Sky Blues fans once again teamed up to protest against Ronan Duchatelet and Sisu, the respective owners of both clubs. When the game eventually restarted, Coventry took a first-half lead through George Thomas, with Patrick Bauer levelling up in the second period for the South Londoners. It's a result that confirmed Coventry's relegation to League Two, but leaves the Addicts six points above the drop zone, which is three games left to play. Safety is all but Cured now, but let's not forget this is Charlton we're talking about. Let's have a listen to the highlights of the game brought to you by CFC players Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. A lot of uh, steward activity away to our right and to right in the corner where the uh, majority of Coventry fans are. A lot of police away to our right hand side, they're certainly expecting. Here come the pigs, mostly in the Coventry end. Oh, there's one in front of us. Was that a press man just threw that and he didn't make the edge of the pitch? It was a pathetic attempt, whoever it was. Club's not even underway yet. Game uh, hasn't even kicked off, and uh, Charlton fans joining in. Those picks seem bigger than the uh, the Charlton ones. Maybe, uh, maybe, no, maybe not actually. But um, it's going to take a little bit of clearing up here, uh, mostly in the right-hand corner. There's a few uh, still appearing in front of us, just not quite making a pitch. I said they'd have trouble in this. It's owned mostly in the corners uh, where they're, uh, I suppose, closest to the pitch. Tony Watt has taken one as a souvenir. <laughs> well, we're almost underway. Looks like we're uh, about to kick off. I can't see any more. Uh... It's kick off time in today's Skyman League One match, sponsored by SFP. No, there's no more. Now let's hear you sing together for your swine Sky on the pitch. Charlton will be to kick off at the Rico Arena. Attacking away to our right-hand side towards the Charlton fans. Starting raining as well. And we are underway here at the Rico Arena. Ball towards McGuinness, but headed clear. As more pigs arrive on the pitch. And the referee's going to have to blow this and, uh, and halt proceedings again in that corner. Another... Not quite as many as last time, I'd put them only at 20 or 30, but enough for the uh, referee to hold proceedings. I wonder what the referee's having a discussion about. Yeah, he's telling them to get inside, I think they want to properly clear it all out. I can't see there being many more picks after this, though. After, I mean, especially in that corner, 
Um, don't know what stand that is to what to our right though in that corner down there with a whole host of Coventry fans are oh, there's plenty been thrown on already what a players have just come back out takes a touch left to De Silva De Silva approaching the corner of the penalty across an opportunity well, fires good it cross. it's a good cross and oh, never oh, burn oh, off the bar comes back Ricky Holmes oh. closed down by Willis it's going to be Thomas to take bit of a danger man George Thomas for Sky Blues and just trying this little routine he sent it back so he was wait now plays it short to the Maris and he can pass it back to Thomas who's in acres of space across to Stevenson Stevenson goes to goal deflection comes to Turnbull back to Thomas and there's the opening goal of the game George Thomas has converted a set piece routine caught Charlton off guard Charlton throw but there is the half time whistle to conclude a rather busy first half Holmes will have this corner Charlton, can it be a better delivery than the last one? Charlton have been really wasteful from set pieces so far. Jason Pierce, Patrick Barrett, Ezra Concert, Josh McGuinness all in there. Ricky Holmes in swinging delivery towards Josh McGuinness. It's headed on, it's a free yes, it's it. Come on. for Charlton. Scored by Patrick Bauer. Much better delivery from Ricky Holmes right on the head of Josh McGuinness, who just flicked it on and at the back post was the big German to equalise for the Addicts. Uh, Pierce, but uh, that is the final whistle. It's ended here at the Rico Arena, all square. So Coventry fall through the trap door into League Two, but they would have felt aggrieved not to take all three points from that game on Good Friday after Nathan Byrne headed against the bar for the Addicts. The host took a deserved lead as a short corner routine ended up falling for George Thomas. Patrick Bauer converted a Josh McGuinness flick on early in the second half, but from then on it was Declan Rudd who was the hero for the Addicts, denying Thomas and the dangerous Jody Jones on countless occasions as the basement club pinned the below-par Addicts back for the majority of the game. Afterwards, I caught up with Charlton manager Carl Robinson to find out what he made of a testing contest and whether he'd ever experienced anything like the pig protest first-hand before. <laughs> no, um, but I, uh, we were expecting it, obviously. Um, so we have a job to do, and we just did our job. That's as simple as that. It, listen, the, the, the two similarities are obviously there for all to see. So it was obviously going to be a game. Obviously, what happened at the Valley and again here um, was, was planned. and we, It was hard to get going off the back of that. But then once, I thought we were poor today, I don't think we were great. I thought we looked disjointed. The simple thing we made look hard. Uh, but when the game became kamikaze football in the last 15 minutes, it was about the players' desire and appetite, and I thought Declan was man the match. Yeah, do you, do, you, do you feel the pigs affected your players at all? I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, if I say something, it's going to be blown right out of the force of a miss. So I'm just going to. You can't use that as an excuse. You can't use that as an excuse. You're right in saying it took your team a while to, to, to get going today. I don't think we got going. So it's. Uh, and just as the players in there, though, we spoke about when it doesn't go. What I am pleased about, we've played better than lost. We had to dig in today, and we understood the nice part of the game wasn't there for all to see. But playing not good and still getting a point, seeing people forgetting five games, four wins. And there's only Sheffield United who beat them at Bramall Lane. So they're one of the teams that are in form. They're playing fearless football. Towards the end, I said to you, I said, Kelly McCarthy, he was just, they keep it going up with minutes ago, they've got four up front and so it's a six in midfield. So maybe nobody at the back, it was hard to play against. But the randomness of that makes it difficult for the opposition, and it did a little bit. But for us, I said, with the nine team table, We've now top of the 10 league table because we brought somebody else back into it. 
I, I, I said to one of the last, one of the scores, I said, no, I want to know how Northampton are getting on. Their job was to try and catch them. And uh, we've done that. So we've got to stay ahead of Northampton now and catch the next team. You mentioned Declan Ruddy, was, he was superb today. Uh, a number of vital saves. Sometimes you get overlooked. Coventry, uh, Coventry uh, Norwich have not offered them a new deal yet. Um, I know there's a few people in the crowd today that will certainly take him next season and we, we would be one of them. For a lone player, I think fans need to understand that he really cares and you see at the end of the game how emotional he is. Um, sometimes the lone players get an awful lot of criticism. He's certainly not one of them. He's been brilliant since he bought, as has Nathan Byrne and Jordan Mataka, to fair to the lone players, and Jay De Silva, the ones who've come in. They've really, really put a right good shift in and they made it difficult. Jay De, uh, sorry, Stefan Mavidi, we're all forgetting about him in some ways. He, when he, he came in, so I'm happy with the lone players at the moment. They're, they're really doing a job for us. Charlton Live! Now, before the game yesterday, members and supporters of the Coalition Against Roland du Châtelet, or CARD, joined forces with Coventry City fans from the Fight the Jimmy Hill Way Alliance to march to the Rico Arena to protest against du Châtelet and the Sky Blues owner, Sisu. The two sets of supporters also teamed up back at the Valley for the reverse fixture to campaign together. And back then, you may remember I spoke to Coventry fan Steve Brown to find out why he decided to join in with the protest. I caught up with Steve again, as well as CARD member Clive Harris, before the march on Friday to find out why they needed to unite again. Back in October, Charlton fans and Coventry fans joined forces to protest against their, their owners, Sisu and Roland du Châtelet today. Uh, here, here at the, uh, the Rico Arena is going to be another joint, a joint protest. Coventry City could be relegated today. I'm joined by Steve Brown, the Coventry City fan. Steve, uh, things don't seem to have got any better over the course of the season. No, we had that one, one little day of joy at Wembley a couple of weeks ago, which we obviously showed what the potential would be. Um, Majority of the fans are all in favour that we do need new owners, but a lot of people, quite understandably, are just supporting the team because there's nothing else to do. It seems like the, the, the issues with the, the, the ownership of the ground are obviously still not going to be resolved, that the training ground is even more an, an immediate problem, the academy, all, all these things add up, and I guess this is why the Coventry fans have come out today. Well, first of all, with the academy, the academy hasn't got a home at the moment. They're trying to find one for them. The training ground at Wrighton has been sold, and they're going to build houses on it, so we don't have a training ground. The stadium was sold two years ago to Wasps and ACL Arena Coventry Limited, and they let rent it to Coventry City on a match-to-match -match basis. And relegation could could and will probably be confirmed possibly today over the next couple of weeks, if not. I mean, does, does that just add to the problems? I think we were all know we were going to be relegated a few weeks ago. The fact that it's lasted out a little bit longer doesn't make any difference to us. As far as we're concerned, we're relegated. That's where we deserve to be with the team that we've got. And with no investment, we'll continue to go further down the leagues. Clive Harris from the Coalition Against Roland du Châtelet. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been some talk over the last few days of a possibility of an Australian consortium coming in for Charlton. I mean, do you see these as... Uh, a possible light at the end of the tunnel? You know, I, I, I'm tempted to say I take anything at the moment because we need change. Um, we obviously need to see what the details of that are, but I think what's fair to say is that we are now approaching an end game for this regime. And uh, so today's as much about commentary as it is about Charlton. That's the key thing because we're not alone in this. And uh, hopefully we're coming to the end, we'll get new owners, and then it can follow on for other teams like Coventry, Orient, Blackpool, and anyone else in the same mess as we're in. And I guess today's message is that even, even though there is that possible light at the end of the tunnel, the fact that nothing's gone through yet suggests that Card are going to protest right to the very end. Uh, listen, I've seen enough 94-minute equalisers when we've been celebrating to say that nothing's over till it's over. Uh, all I would say is I think the fat lady's warming up and, uh, you know, we just need to see it through to the end. Steve, the cooperation between the two sets of fans at the Valley in the season has obviously been repeated today. How important do you think it is that the fans of different supporters come together for this sort of occasion? Well, I'm sure people like... 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Five and I, we're going to have a good conversation now. We'll have a bit of banter through the game because obviously, you know, you know what's going on with both clubs. And then afterwards, we're going to have another beer. It, it's all about supporters together. When your club's doing well, and I think it's one of the things that annoys me when you see people like Arsenal fans complaining that they're fourth in the league, they want to be where we are. They want to be in the situation that we are now. You know, these big fans in the top of them, they have no idea how bad it is further down the leagues. And remember that both these clubs have been there in the past. I heard uh, some of the fans were singing Let Down by the Football League at the Valley, and I've heard it already today outside the Cherry Tree Club. Uh, do, do you feel that's the case, Let Down by the Football League? Oh, 100%. I mean, you've got to be careful what you say in these sort of things. But yes, I mean, if you look at what happened when we went into administration, the same owners took on the, the golden share. Well, where did that come from? And, you know, I don't know the, the exact story of all of what's going on with Charlton, but, you know, I, I follow them on Twitter, and, and they're in a similar situation. Let Down by the Football League is a very, very good chance. And... Uh, Whereas Charlton, they feel like they might have a light at the end of the tunnel now. Did you see something for, for Coventry? Anything? Well, maybe they might let us ground share. Yeah. 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 Is, that, is that the best you can hope for, it seems? <laughs> it's the best we can hope for at the moment. We're looking at going to our, um, our rugby club, which is only a 3,000 capacity. They're saying they might increase it to 12,000. Well, you know, what ambition's there? You know, our owner or our chairman has promised us that we're going to have a new stadium for the last four or five years. Anything Tim Fisher said is not believed. He completely lost the fan base. You know, he must be the most disliked person in the city. Clive, uh, we've seen uh, we've seen the, the pig protest at the, uh, the Valley earlier on in the season. This is going out after, so you can tell us exactly what, what's going to happen today. As yeah, well. no, it's same. Look, but firstly, no one wants their third side to lose, so we're not here to disrupt the game. We're not here to disrupt the players. We'll do it on the kickoff, just so we can get our point across. And then when the game finishes late, all the media companies like yourself will have to report why it's finishing late. Finishing late, and uh, you know, and the FL has let us all down. And if the fit and proper test is that they've got nice social. C- Skills in a meeting when they meet the FA and the EFL, that's not good enough because community assets are being drained by the current situation as it is. Charlton Live! Takeover speculation has been mounting at the Valley for over a month now and on Wednesday the Mail Online ran a story reporting that Roland du Châtelet is in talks with an Australian consortium who have set their sights on taking over Charlton and making the South London as a breeding ground for Australian talent. The group is said to be fronted by Gerard Murphy, who has held positions with Palace, the Rugby Football Union and both Team GB Olympic and Paralympic teams and they're also able to call on advisors such as former Fulham and Chelsea goalkeeper Mark Schwartz. If the move were to go through, it could be seen as a step from one unknown to another for the addicts. But some fans will say that any move away from the current Belgian ownership is a step forward. It should be noted that the club have refuted the current rumours, in fact describing them as unhelpful and say their sole focus is on the remaining games this season and plan for the next campaign. 
Whether that statement is just party politics will be revealed over the next few weeks, you feel. I asked Carl Robinson what he made of the takeover speculation and whether it affects the way he plans his summer transfer activity or even makes him uncertain of his future at the club, with some rumours even linking Robinson with a vacant position at Wigan, although any substance behind those remains to be proven. But how does the current speculation affect Carl Robinson? Oh, since the day I walked in, I was always told that there was always going to be things that are leaked and, and sort of linked to the football club. Um, you can imagine my reaction, and um, I made a phone call immediately, and I was told the club's not for sale. That's what I was told. Um, what the powers that be above me, I can't control what their actions are. Um, my actions are solely to try and get the right results, um, and to care for the football club, and to put my heart and soul into something that I really feel passionate about. And I'm trying to do that to the best of my ability, regardless of the negativity or the, or the, the things that are going on. I have to try and make sure the ship stays steady on the football pitch. And I can't get involved in, in anything that goes around that. We, we, we've let people down this year as players and, and staff. Um, and we've got to try and make it up to them to the last few games of the season. We're going back to a very special place on, on, on Monday. And we've got to put another performance in. With all that stuff sort of going on in the background, though, does, does it affect the way you think about the summer or even the way you think about your own future? It's not for me to worry about. Listen, when you, you're told that other managers have already been told they've got your job, that's just part and parcel of football. Um, I know and believe in my own ability. Um, I always said, yeah, I'm not about changing the peak of the mountain. The base is the most important aspect of it. And we're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. The recruitment is working very hard. Um, brought somebody else in this week to aid on that side of it. So hopefully we can we can try and move the football club forward and try and speak to one or two players immediately to make sure there's four or five players in before I go away. And then hopefully we can build an atmosphere away and we can bring you more in when we're all back. And uh, I know who they are. I know who I want. And uh, hopefully we can try and make that an achievable goal. Charlton Live. Norwich Loney Declan Rudd put in a man-of-the-match performance between the sticks at the Rico Arena on Friday, helping to secure a point for the Addicts. His future, though, is somewhat up in the air. His Norwich contract runs out at the end of the season, and Carl Robertson has revealed that he's yet to be offered a new one by the Canaries. Is he open to an extended say in SC7? Well, myself, Charlton Live's Terry Smith and Clive Yulton from Kent Live went to find out. Declan, uh, one all draw here at Coventry. You must be uh, pleased with your own performance and uh, something uh, really vital saves in this game. Yeah, no, we, we knew that we was coming to, to a tough game today. Like the last five games, I think Coventry have won four of them and lost to the to the team at the top of the league and flying. So we knew it was going to be tough and we didn't really get out of the traps today. We started slow um, and they probably deserved their goal going in 1-0 in up at half-time. And we come out second half, we improved our performance and um, that's, that's the main thing. We, we didn't let our first half performance bring us down and we made sure we came out and we got a goal and then it was always going to be tough because they were, that obviously Coventry needed a win so um, they were going to throw everything at it and I thought we, we dealt well, reasonably well with them anyway. Uh, would you prefer as a keeper to uh, be slightly uh, busier like that or, or are you the type of keeper that uh, prefers to do nothing in a game? I'd rather do nothing and keep a clean sheet, let's put it that way. But um, hey, I'm just happy to, to make, some, make some saves and um, do what what my job was today and that was to, to try and keep us in the game and um, probably the last month or so um, things a lot of stuff's gone against us and like, we've just been, not got the rub of the green but um, today like I said it was, it was good to, to be involved and um, make, make a few saves You're behind a back four that, that stayed the same for two games and it hasn't happened a lot this season so certainly since Carl Robinson's taken it so that must make a nice change Yeah no it's 
it is good. Obviously, you need to build relationships with with your centre halves and your full backs. But um, we've been very unlucky with injuries. I think every time we've had a game, we've had a had to bring in a new player because of a different injury or um, resting players because of the the amount of games we've had. And um, I think Jason Pierce coming back into the back four brings leadership and he brings that desire not to let the ball go in the goal. He defends his box well and. Um, We've we've obviously had a good, good well, with four points in, in in the last two games, which is which is better than um, our form previously. Uh, players um, obviously must have one eye on on the, the league table. Um, is there a, is there a sense now that the extra point you're uh, more comfortable perhaps than you were uh, a few weeks ago? Obviously, it's in the back of your mind because we've put ourselves in a very bad position that we should never be in. Um, as a squad we know that, as a club we all know that and us as players have, have put ourselves in this position where we've basically been dragged into a relegation battle because of our our results and um, we knew that the last two games that we've played were huge for us to get results and uh, we're six points clear at the bottom four with, with three games to play so um, we're still not obviously mathematically safe so we need to go out there on Monday and make sure we get a win and um, finish the season with momentum going into next year Well not the win we wanted maybe but we'll play on your own Thank you, cheers Declan obviously coming to the end of the season now which means the end of your loan if you start to think about your own future do you see it back at Norwich still still here possibly? Uh, I wish I could tell you I'd, honestly Norwich has not got a manager at the minute so there's, there's not really much going on there um, and we've been I've had my head fully in this this run that we've had to try and make sure that we don't go down as a club and um, I think about my future when the season's finished um, still got three games to go and it's, it's three important games because like I said we need to start building for next year now and if we can go into next season with some good results behind us um, the momentum will be there and we hopefully be in a better position but At the moment in time can you see coming back in next season as a possibility at all? Well you'll have to ask the gaffer he hasn't even spoke to me so it's up to him Cheers. Cheers. As a player, Declan, it's nice to be wanted, isn't it? And the, the manager's already said he wants you to be here next season. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's nice to hear that, and um, every player wants to be obviously wanted by a club. Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes it, it can play in the back of your mind if you let it get to you. And um, to be honest, I like to just keep all that out and just concentrate on the football because that's where you need that's where you do your talking as a player. Um, you can speak to managers, you can speak to clubs, but if you're not doing it out on the pitch, then you're not going to get anywhere. So um, I've been trying to concentrate as much as I can, and um, we've got three games to go. Once then three games are gone, then we'll, I'll sit down and see what see what my options are. And hopefully put in performances like you have today. That would be nice, yeah. <laughs> Charlton Live! The Addicts face Gillingham on Easter Monday at the Valley as they look for a second consecutive home win following the triumph over South End last time out in SE7. The Jules are coming off the back of a 3-1 win over Bristol Rovers that boosted their own survival hopes. They sit two points behind the Addicts, who in turn are six points above Port Vale, who occupy the final relegation place. But Carl Robinson insists that his side are now looking up rather than down. Yeah, who's above us? Because it's about chasing them. And it's, I think when you start worrying behind you, you start playing with fear. We've got to catch the team above us, which aren't athletic. Draws, I don't think, are acceptable for us. We have to have that mentality of winning. To be fair to your players, right up to the 90th minute, our keeper was still trying to get us on the front foot to try and get that winning goal. But trying to install a winning, uh, install a winning mentality, it's not there yet. Um, but we've got to chase teams ahead of us and not worry about what's behind you. So it's, That's what teams who go on to be successful worry about. They worry about staying ahead of people. And we've drawn, actually, we've gone above Northampton, I believe, today which is great, and if you tell me the gap below has increased, well, 
and a lot more people can maybe sleep a little bit easier this evening. Charlton Live. So that's it for this bite-sized episode of Charlton Live. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back after our Easter break with normal live shows on Thursday and Sunday evenings for the rest of the season, starting with the big match preview next Thursday as we look ahead to the final away game of the season at Chesterfield. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening to Charlton Live throughout the season, and I hope you tune in again for the final few episodes of the campaign. See you later. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.